0: What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski, and thank you once again for joining me. Before we get into this awesome podcast episode, we are going to do a few reads for you, peeps, for you peeps out there. Uh, This episode is brought to you by Halo Sports Drink. Uh, I know you guys have heard of some different sports sports drinks that are out there, we all know of the Powerades, the Gatorades, the is, the that's. Uh, but there is one out there that has been making some headway and have they've really been helping change kind of the dynamic of what a sports drink should be. And I'm talking about Halo. Uh, Halo sports drink is a all-natural... Uh, let's see. If I can get to the read, that would be awesome. It is, it's naturally crafted with occurring electrolytes from the Great Salt Lakes of Utah to deliver fast and effective and more bioavailable hydration. We all know this, Um, it's nourishing. It has organic ingredients. There's no synthetic coloring or added sugar. And there's only two grams of sugar um, per bottle for the ones that I drink anyway. Their immunity boosting formula blends lemon juice, ionic trace minerals, and essential vitamins to replenish your body of important nutrients. It's low on calories, big on taste, and it only has actually 10 calories. Uh, And like I said before, two grams of sugar uh, per bottle. So you can pretty much chug all of your halo guilt-free. And it's delicious. It's, uh, It's a great drink. I Usually have one or two of them with me whenever I play on the weekends, um, you know, per day, along with all my water that I drink, uh, and also in episodes I'm drinking one during this episode. But um, you can find everything that you need over at Halosport.com. They have a bunch of different products over there, along with different flavors, and you can read up all you need to on the product itself. Go ahead and give yourself a little bit of a taste if you'd like uh if you are going to go that route you can go ahead and try some 10 uh, percent off if you would want to with promo code capital t-p-o-p and uh yeah you get 10 percent off your entire order so that's pretty sweet so replenish yourself replenish your mind replenish your body with uh with some halo uh, we are also brought to you by charm city paint balls guys and ladies everyone listening. If you're looking for headgear at an affordable price with quality out the dough, this is, this is great stuff, man. It's handmade. Uh, Mike does everything himself and it's all high quality. It's all limited runs of everything. And it just, it's, it's a great product. I can't tell you enough. I've probably repeated myself so many times on this, but it's all true. Um, he is open to any kind of, uh, custom orders that you guys can think of uh he doesn't do any sublimation it's all it's all fabric it's all nice and just original fabric there's no sublimation like silky screens or i guess silk screens okay it's kind of cool but the sublimation stuff it's like nah. um i like the the nice heavy duty you know heavy duty fabrics that'll wear well that will uh that will age well and it just look cool and Mike does a great job at that. We are teaming up, we're doing more pack bands on the way. He has hats, he has stickers, he has head wraps, he has headbands, and we have other things in the mix that are coming out, so make sure to keep an eye out. That's Charm City Paintball on Facebook, along with the Instagrams. He's always posting the new stuff up there, but if you don't see anything that catches your eye, go ahead and give him a little little shouty shout and uh, work something out. He's open for suggestions. But make sure you let them know that Carl from Playing on Podcast sent you over there. I don't know why I say Carl. It's not like anybody else does this shit with me. It's me. I'm doing it. So, on that note, just tell them that I sent you over there to, to, <laughs> to try it out. Um, thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Also brought to you by Melavio. We all know the CBD game is crazy. But we know that we're all looking for awesome, amazing, quality, working, legit product. And I can tell you right now that Melovio delivers, bruh. I don't know if they, I mean, they might deliver in these times. I don't think they do, but uh, they deliver as far as their product goes. It's amazing stuff. I've been using them for uh, a few years now and they've, the topical stuff that I've been using the, the actual tincture, um, we have pet supplies that they, they have some awesome pet treats that my dog loves and anything really that you need. As far as CBD goes, you can find over here and they have lab results. They have, uh, all the information that you would like on their product over here. Any way you can ingest it besides the butt caplets, capsules, caplets, uh, they have a man they're here try them out it's amazing stuff i also really enjoy the honey um it hits my sweet tooth what can i say but their flower is amazing as well but uh don't take my word for it go ahead and head over to Melavio m-e-l-l-o-v-e-o.com and if you would like if you want you can have 15 percent off your entire order with a promo code of capital t-p-o-p Enjoy you some CBD from Melavio and see how it goes. Give yourself a test. Give it a week or so before everything starts to kick in. Uh, or some people are different, man. I felt you know, when I started using the, the topical stuff on my knees and my joints, I started really, I, don't, I would say within a day or so, um, it, it started helping out. So I use that stuff all the time. But uh, everybody's different. But give it a try if you're on the fence. Um, yeah. Yeah. Amazing product, amazing company. Appreciate it, Melavio. Uh, guys, also if you're looking for any more information on the podcast itself, go ahead and head over to theplayingonpodcast.com. And if you're looking to support or contribute to uh, to help keep the podcast running and going, you can go over to uh, patreon.com/slash/theplayingonpodcast. Thank you so much to all the patrons over there, patrons and patriots. <laughs> Who are over there right now it's greatly appreciated and I am uh, very very fortunate to to have your support thank you thank you thank you all right everybody this episode is with mr Zach Gardska. he is a, uh, a divisional player here in Ohio he plays with uh, team lockdown and I hope I said that I think you lot lock- yeah I want to say lockdown I swear it's lockdown I apologize if I'm wrong man I should I swear I have it written down here none of my paperwork is in front of me (sighs) so organized right Um, Zach is a a player down there who has him and I have been talking back and forth about this project that he is he's been working on and he really wanted to get it out there and I I I think it's a great idea and it's it's just great positivity and everything for the sport um, of life really essentially and for everybody to come together and and really find this equal plane and uh and he's all about paintball in the in the midwest uh in southern ohio as well and just bringing up you know generations and seeing the paintball scene grow down here in ohio so or up here in ohio depending on where you are over here up here it's all geographical depending on where you are but anyway, it's uh, it was a great conversation. I had a I had a really fun time, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. So here it is. Here's the podcast with Mr. Zach Gerska.
1: She's uh, 42 inches, so yeah, like like three and a half, I guess. Yeah, yeah. She's um, she is 27 years old. Snake ears? Like 142 in human years. Yeah, snake years, like 27. Oh, jeez. I got her when I was 15, and she was like eight months old.
0: Have you always had snakes, or is this your first one?
1: First one, man. She's been to college with me. She's went to California. She's been everywhere with me. She went, like, in my car. Literally drove all the way across the country in my car on the snake in the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: awesome, man. Yeah, I, I love, snakes are so fascinating just their their whole everything about them is uh is crazy and um i've always had like w- this whole thing with snakes um they've never bothered me like i've never had an issue where like i i'll always try whenever i'm outside like walking with my kids or or just going like walks in parks if i always see one i always try and like like pick it up and like just look at it and just kind of like interact with it and I don't know. I love them, man. I obviously I know the ones to avoid. Um, I'm not trying to go croc hunter or anything like that. But it's I, I love just nature and animals in general. Me too. But cats can suck a dick, but yeah, <laughs> <It's so true. laughs> but I mean, <laughs> so, most of them.
1: Yeah, I've had like one or two really cool cats, but the yeah, majority
0: I mean... just do not like people. Like, and if you're a cat person, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm. I like chill cats are cool but most cats you are like not I feel.
1: Right. <clears throat> most of them are pissy and they claw you and they get into stuff and like yeah.
0: Well, and you got to pick up their shit. Like yeah, you yeah, got to pick yeah. up it, not, and I'm not saying like oh yeah, you have to pick up your dog shit. Like that's that's fine, but that's outside and it's not like in a little box in your basement or upstairs somewhere that you have to hide away. It's like I, I don't know,
1: right? I don't know. I don't know. All right, I'm good. I was smoking earlier. I was man. trying to like, look at this snake, dude. She's wrapped around the headrest, so I can't get her out. She'll get through something so mm-hmm. that she's there, you know. So now she'll be cool. I don't have to even hold her. Latched. Yeah. Latched. She's probably listening to you. So what's new, man?
0: What's uh, what's uh, what's a, what's it like down there? You're in Columbus, right? Or are you South of Columbus? I'm in Dayton. Or oh, you're in Dayton, so you're you're North east northwest of columbus right
1: no um south southwest uh, of, of columbus um
0: you think i would know these yeah. things just being from and ohio that's all but... good.
1: So you're up here you're north you're kind of northeast columbus then down to dayton oh uh, see i'm, yeah. I'm on the wrong
0: side I, I was thinking well canton's on the east side um i drive down, down there, there every our, once in a while but our
1: boys from cincinnati and so it's like you know, a lot of us have an hour to an hour and a half drive up. Mm. Which is pretty convenient on honestly. We used to complain about it when I was on the other teams before, but not anymore.
0: Dude, my buddy Todd and I, we, we talk about uh, times like that all the time. It's like for me, Columbus uh level up is like two and a half hours. Maybe if I if you know, if I'm if I'm good on the wheel it's like two fifteen. But it's like, man, uh, it, an hour to an hour and a half. I feel like is such a nice, happy medium, on like, just being able to get ready in the getting there. You don't want it to be super early and be there and just be kind of like lazy ass about it. But you also want to, at the end of the day, be able to like think about everything on the drive home, and be kind of collect yourself and take in the practice. Like, because there's so many times what I'll do. It's like going home uh, is my time to, like, reflect and, and think about everything. It's it's, it's almost just as oh, yeah. important as, like, the practice itself. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, if you don't reflect, you don't uh, take that time to, like, get the learning experience. You know, it's like a – really, it's a second nature learning.
0: Yeah, it's like – it's a like criticism of your mis- – it's a criticism of your mistakes, but a criticism of – just it's like it's a good um like inventory uh I think of it as like looking at the good things that you did good and like praising yourself in a way of like like you know that that's like it works right and you just kind of reassure yourself and then the other side you 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 assess what really didn't take hold and what didn't work but at the at the same time I look at a lot of mistakes is not like a definite mistake, but just a way that something could have been done. Something could be done a little bit differently. So it's not completely terrible. The mindset might've been right, but the timing might've been off. So it wasn't necessarily like a mistake. And I think that's, what's huge about practice and just anybody, anything in general dealing with practice or doing anything is making those, those mistakes, but like different decisions and finding the right way to do something.
1: See, like to reflect and be like, all right, this was a mindset, or this was me not being prepared with my loader and having it, re- it reloaded in time, or something like that, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because proficiency, proficiency over uh, time, I think, equals efficiency, efficiency um, of 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 your timing mm-hmm. itself, if that makes any so sense. Timing
1: gets gets shorter, and that's what they're talking about. Like time speed slows down if you're able to like work that over in your mind after the fact, then it's like, it becomes second nature.
0: But I think that slowdown is, is more, a more definite understanding of the situation. I I think that's the time, you know, I think that's the time (laughs) slowdown because whereas if things are chaotic and you're trying to figure it out, everything's happening fast, right? You, You know, you're, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to figure out and the brain is trying to fire the neurons to be able to figure out like what works. But if you've been in a certain situation for so long and you practice and you go through the routine, those neurons have already been kind of solidified in a way. So now it's a lot quicker for the signal to find it.
1: Yeah, it's you, you not know? a chaos to you, right?
0: Exactly. And that's where like the differences between the divisions of pro and semi-pro or even other divisions are those, the decisions are made quicker and they're more efficient decisions. They're they're, they're yeah. more efficiently positive um, decision-making
1: excuse me makes sense yeah from the get-go
0: so what uh how did well first off like how'd you find me and contact me and and uh and, and why but first before we get into that um we know each other over a very, co- very common denominator which is paintball um how did you let's start with your like your life story of how you found paintball and and how you got to where you are now
1: Oh, probably around 11 or 12, whenever the Extreme Paintball in Xenia would let us play there. Uh, it wasn't a birthday party or anything like that. It was just me, my brother, and my friend David. And I believe it was in the wintertime, and we just went and played as soon as we were old enough, you know? And I believe it was Woods Ball and all that. But I don't know if you heard about this. When I The only tournament ball I ever played, and this is when I really got into paintball, was when I was around 19, uh, the Bash, and it happened in Ohio. It was called the, the Ohio Bash. And it what, was a what woods year? Ball tournament. This was like late nineties, early two thousands, and it, it was all for cancer.
0: Oh dude, I didn't start playing until two thousand two ish.
1: Okay, so you started playing right when it was about finishing. Yeah. And it was a woods ball tournament.
0: Woods ball and ten man stuff was yeah. like kind was of huge. on the exit.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Well I, well, like it was it was still popular, but it was like airball was starting to pick up. And, and, and that side, getting out of the woods was becoming more prevalent.
1: Yeah, as a matter of fact, Extreme and Xenia had just built an airball field right in the middle of me doing those tournaments every year with my friends. Like the Lockhart family, they were like ex-Marines and we would go out there and camp out and it would be like a weekend thing. The bash was awesome, dude. Yeah. It was like one year, the biggest was about 300 people. So we're talking red versus blue about 150 people on each team, and it was 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. Oh my gosh. Well, Saturday <laughs> and Sunday. So much payball. Oh, it kicked your ass, too. I remember one day, I was, I was. this lady's like, are you okay? Because I was pale in the face. I was mm-hmm. like, hydrated as shit, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Dude, I I, I don't know. I, for me, I can't get into, I think I'm so, over my career span, has been have been so invested in the tournament side, of like the air ball side, that it's really hard for me to like enjoy big games or enjoy like woods ball or anything like that like it's it's really hard for me because i I can't identify
1: right you know my ideas you have to have somebody really teach you the way and then do it a couple years in a row before you even really like feel like you fit in
0: yeah and i've played tournaments here and there but it just doesn't do it for me until we get to the hyperball field and then i'm like okay all right, I can do yeah. this. I can I can play I love on that.
1: Hyperball, dude. Hyperball is like a gray blend.
0: There's nothing like being behind a bunker that's like just you, crack. Crack crack crack, <laughs> crack. Yeah, and and you're trying it's it's so much more of a mental fuck. I think playing Hyperball and trying to like focus and get in the moment and especially when people know you're there or wherever you are, especially close um close quarters with people, it's just like the bunker sound and the yeah. it almost makes things more intense than but then some may say also too with airball like the loud pounding of the balls like against the uh against the, the, the air bunker. Or yeah so nothing yeah. uh, everybody you know everybody's different so so what happened after uh the bash for you
1: uh they stopped doing i think 03 or 04 was the last year and uh, let's see, graduated in college uh, from Wright State in 2005, I moved to California, and then, of course, took all my gear with me. I played at Hollywood Sports, just as like a rec player. Oh, never yeah. never really played, yeah, never really did. And then I actually had my auto cocker was out, and found the guys doing like the AstroTurf practice on the airball fields, like, when that started getting hype, and it was like, well, I didn't get have to play rec ball anymore, I could play with like the more advanced people, mm-hmm. and I was out there with my mechanical cocker, but it worked. <laughs>
0: That's where that's where it starts from. Everybody starts somewhere. Um, yep. Were there... What pros... Let's see. If this was 2004, 2005, did you have Dynasty out there? I
1: believe they went to yeah. like uh, the one that was in... Because SC Village in oh, Hollywood. SC are, Village. Okay. Now, that was uh, east from where I was. And I was just going to Hollywood Sports because it was my closest place. And I wasn't doing anything but rec ball at the time.
0: Really? I really didn't
1: think... You know, I met Chris LaSoya in, like, 06 at a PSP tournament, just in those grandstands. Mm-hmm. And I was literally always a fan and always into the movies, the dirter, all that, you know? Yeah. But uh, I just never thought, and I even asked him. That was my conversation when him. was like, what does it take to become a tournament player? What does it take to become a pro? Because I really didn't didn't even understand how it all worked at the time. I just felt... right. Like it was inaccessible and I didn't realize how the divisions worked. I didn't understand it honestly.
0: Yeah. Well have you uh have you played sports? Well hang on, I'm gonna I'm not uh ignore you, I'm just putting in an incense. So if you see me looking around, that's
1: what I was doing. Oh you're um, good, you're good. I've so, got a snake, here, so that's what I've gotta deal with sometimes gonna <laughs> make sure she's not she's not ready to just get pissed at me. What's uh what's her name? Monty. Monty. I kind of gave her, like, I had the name picked out before I got the snake, so it was, like, it was a done deal. Nice.
0: Yeah, um, so you said you didn't play sports growing up? No, I yeah, i played,
1: yeah. yeah, ever since I was little. Every sport you think of. Um, all the basic sports, I'd say. I played baseball. I played, uh, early on, I played baseball and soccer and all that. And, yeah. Uh, wrestling in junior high school, then, in, um. High school, I did track and all that, and then in high school I just did football, and then after that in college I actually did rugby for a year.
0: Oh, really? Rugby's rugby's interesting, dude. That's like that's if you don't mind getting your nose broke or um, like other shit like that all the time. I feel just with how hard those hits are and just you're getting you're getting yeah shoulder pads that hurts getting hit with but when you get hit with a shoulder in your non-helmeted head it's not the greatest
1: (laughs) or get your head just driven into the ground yeah yeah no thank you no thank you it was uh sweet sport though it was definitely fun it was worth it was worth adventure for sure we had a lot of good parties and stuff
0: so what about paintball captured you
1: i would have to say the competition and this the the uh just every time you're out there is, oh, what's the best way to put it? The challenge. It's like a personal challenge. the a challenge to work with your team. It's, you know, when I was a kid, it was like, oh, you know, cops and robbers, you know, cowboys and Indians, war, whatever. This is mm-hmm. kind of a way for teenagers and adults to do that. So I was like, uh, a pre- and then once I did, I realized the difficulty of it to be good. You know, like even those woodsball tournaments in the bash. I Man, I would walk. I was watching those guys that I would go out there with, and they—they knew what they were doing right off the bat. Like I had to learn how to, how to like communicate, stay low, lay on your belly sometimes. Don't don't do anything. Don't shoot your gun if you don't have to. You know. Mm Mhm. Yeah, that's a
0: big one for me. Like it's huge, and you can see um, that just kind of plays along with my playing style. But on the opposite side, I can see how a lot of people would uh like differentiate from that. Like, like a lot of people who like to shoot their guns a lot say it's always necessary to shoot your gun just because if there's paint in the air, you have a better chance of hitting the guy. So it's like, okay, like I I understand that. And there's a good kind of like good argument. I feel like on both sides, because also if I shoot my gun, then I give myself away, or I become preoccupied with the situation rather than the possibility. Um, and that's kind of how I thought. Like, I, I was, I, If I'm in the situation and I understand the situa- situation enough, I can then start to comprehend the possibility and make the decisions on the timing on when to do a particular thing, whatever it is. And I think that's a really good mindset for, uh, for front players. It's, I mean, that's kind of how timing comes, right? You process things a little, a little bit, bit quicker and then you play off your gut a lot better. Um, and then you know, there's timing, I feel. And then also disclosure on this. This These are all my opinions. I'm not telling anybody how to play their game or like
1: anything like that. Because I feel like I preach. One real real quick. There's only one time I realized in paintball recently that very much counts to have your gun rolling. is only in the first five seconds of every point.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm. And it's all job dependent too. If your job is to run and shoot to a corner and then be a turret, then you can't have one without the other. I think. True. And it, uh, that's It's a great marriage. of, And I think this is also, um, you know, a lot of people can say, and you can relate this to any fucking sport out there or, or any team sport that's out there, is that you can't have one without the other. As far as teammates go, you can't have one position without the other position, and, and vice versa. If we don't yeah. have back guys, then we can't do our jobs. And if we don't do our jobs, then nothing happens. Like, it just... So the people who yell at me, the back players who yell at me, um, you know, at the at their their headphones whenever they're listening to this or they just stop listening all together. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, is is I 100 M4 like rolling your gun and all this stuff. I'm just I'm telling it from a front player's point of view. Yes. That's it.
1: I've started playing front. I've been playing a little more back lately and I realized there is such, you're definitely like a chess piece. There's so many different roles. When you're in the back, rolling your gun and looking side to side and communicating, that is more important for you to do than the guys up front. The guys up front need to be making moves at the right time, staying alive, getting the right kills. we the, the right, pressure. Yes. That's be that threat. Be that, be that ninja that just comes up out of nowhere and gets a G or two off the, you know, out of nowhere.
0: A hundred percent. Your life is valued to a point. If you, if you assess no risk, then you will have no reward on the situation. You you have to be able to sacrifice to gain and, you know, r- relate that to whatever you want it. But but to me, that's how I always look life, at it. Like you yeah, said. yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel I, like a lot of the risks I've took, taken or a lot of the different things I've tried in my life have just been like, all right, why not just try it? You know what? I'm going to either get <laughs> defeated and disappointed. It's not going to work. I mean, what's the biggest? What's if it doesn't work? So try something new.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm such an armchair philosopher. Like <laughs> I'm I always like try and look at things from different perspectives. I think it's good I don't know if that is that my kid. Oh yeah. Sorry.
1: You good? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm cool. good. Yeah, I'm quiet here too. My kids <laughs> are
0: down. Yeah, I was like, it sounds like one of them's up.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I know that feeling, man. I know yeah. that feeling
0: <laughs> It's fun though, man. It's fatherhood is amazing.
1: It is. It, it makes you uh, respect others that have come before you. You know, your own parents, your own dad, everything. You know, it's pretty
0: cool. Yeah. And what's going to be insane is there, the the same. Uh, you know, parenting is like history, and dealing with kids. I feel like is just how history how it repeats itself. And you know, I remember thinking to my parents of like, "What do you know? Are you kidding me? I'm 18 <laughs> years old. So I true. know." everything and I'm going to do whatever I want. And, and, uh, now being a parent and kind of having some of those realizations like, Oh my God, I can completely understand that. And I can't, I'm dreading the day of like when my daughter's, you know, 15, 14, 15, I'm sure it's going to be even younger, but just like the things of like, I know, I know what you're thinking about. Like, and I'm, I'm sure our parents were the same way. Just being like, I know I was a kid once. I was a kid once I might not be going through the exact same scenarios and situations as far as like culture and technology and all this shit. But like the premises of just figuring out who you are. Like I understand where you're coming from. So I'm getting a lot of that lately. A lot yeah. of those
1: vibes lately with my oldest daughter, you know?
0: Yeah. My son's getting, getting up there. Similar to like, I
1: feel like, uh, you know, I started like, Oh, I think at this age I was doing this, you know? And it's like, yeah, I was telling her about speech meets or something at age eight. I'm like, Oh, I just remember. And she's like, yeah, you know she's really progressing fast. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and it's all you can do is like support, right? I mean, you you have to support and guide as much as you can because we have we have such limited time with them.
1: Yeah, so true, man.
0: F- for the you know for the uh, their their lifespan itself, the parenting part, and being there, and the in the teaching, and then just the the environment itself is only there for so fucking a fraction. Yeah, because at
1: eighteen they're out. They're gonna roll out like I did. I mean, they're gonna want to get out of that house so fast.
0: hmm Yeah, because you want to be. A, you want to know who you want. You want to figure out the world. I mean, that's that was my mindset. Was like I wanted to figure out the world because I grew up in this environment where it was just like this little capsule, this little ball of a city that you're in, that you just know that you're so content with. But not at the same. You're only really content because you know, like you know the streets and you know this that. But then you there's this this unadventured like world out there that you just you which has a part of you that you need to go find, and that's what drew me out and when I was 18, um, was just the 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 figuring out of myself, the finding of myself as you know as woo woo as it sounds.
1: Yeah, it's it's so true. It's very uh whether it's college or whether it's just getting out and like getting your own apartment or whatever it was at 18 or like as soon as you did it's probably cuz you were just trying to figure out yourself.
0: Mhm. So um let's get back to uh, let's get back to paintball. So what it yeah. what, um so you started playing it at at Hollywood Sports, uh started turning to the airball tournament side kind of the 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 more of that progressive play right
1: yeah i think I, I was uh i walked over there and kind of like listened in and watched and then i bought some arm pads and you know because it was like some sandy gravelly shit out there you know
0: so it was over after you bought arm pads arm pads were like the, the okay i'm i'm interested like yes
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i was like i must be into this and then i knew my gun wasn't really tournament gun but you mm-hmm. know uh and just out of college just moving out there i mean I just was working and, you know, every time I had the extra money to go, I'd go.
0: Yeah. It's addicting, man. It's, it's not, it's, it's addicting more because you like, it's a challenge on both ends of like physical, like I compare it a lot, even though it's a team sport, I compare it a lot to jujitsu, um, where it's kind of like, it's physically strenuous, um, because you're just, you're using your whole body to try not to get strangled mostly, uh, most of the time. Speaking of which. (laughs) exactly Um, and then the other thing you're trying to figure out this puzzle of a person um, and and figuring out the pieces and just trying to get all that shit firing so it's such a mental and physical challenge I feel like that's it relates so much to paintball
1: yeah yeah I think even like you were saying the drive there uh, I used to get crazy nervous especially when I started playing you know the speedball and we had a little divisional team down here and all that and it was uh Anytime we'd go grind Sunday, I'd, I mean, a 30-minute drive, I'd be all nervous. And, like, I think the more I go, the less I'm not nervous. I'm just, you know, kind of getting in the mindset, doing what I can mm-hmm. to get my mind right, get calm, get, like, it's like the opposite, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of cool.
0: Yeah. It's nervousness for me because I always got nervous. Dude, I I used to get nervous all the way before I played the entire time I was there, like, at the field, walking around, walking the fields. I used to be nervous. And then it wasn't until after the buzzer of the very first point of the tournament. And I'm saying, like, recently. like, Wow. Uh, like, man, ever since I can remember. I mean, I got more comfortable with it, but I still had the, I still had the, like, where I kind of had to look around and, and, like, like all right, I, you know, it's real. Like, we're, this yeah. is happening. You know what I mean? let's let's do it you know and it, like boom that would and that would be the 5 seconds before the buzzer went off and but the whole good. time i'm like i'm comfortable but i'm like i'm just i'm still i'm still nervous and i think i ended up after the fact looking at it now because just playing for fun and going out there and not having a, too much pressure for me now is like nervousness is a is a waste of energy and focus because if you if you focus on the, all of the possibilities, because that's really, I, I mean, to me, that's what nervousness is, right? Is the, uh, the possibility of something happening. Uh, you know, if, like if you, you're off. nervous, yeah, because, yeah. because why would you be nervous about something that could go right? You know what I mean? Exactly. Because, because it, it's going to go. Yeah. If you know, if you know both outcomes, were going to be, we're going to be good. Would you be nervous? Right. So it's like, but in the end, it does. Like it doesn't matter. So why even why even be nervous? Yeah, almanac.
1: I mean, if you have like the uh, if you know the answer ahead of time, if you can predict if you know the future, then yeah, but you don't. Mm Mhm. Yeah,
0: and if you get shot off the break, the team is not gonna cut you.
1: No. You you get another chance.
0: Yeah, exactly. You have another chance. Like shit happens. Shit happens, and you know to to judge somebody so often and so quickly on minor things too. Sometimes I feel like that's what a lot of people do in their own heads. And which is like what I used to do when I was, when I first started coming out was like, I would get shot off the brake, which would be no fault for the most part. I feel of mine. Uh It was just like the dude laning had his lane like on and he pulled the trigger at the right time. Mm-hmm. And I was in, I was at, I was at that place. Like whether it was me or somebody else running through that lane they would have got hit. I mean, that's how I think about it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm just go off on these fucking rants about playing and the way I play in my head and everything. I I wonder how many people just can relate is kind of how I think about it.
1: i bet every front player can relate. I bet most people that, that are new coming up, trying to figure out like how to, keep you know people happy when they're out there playing they're probably they're probably thinking like if I get shot off break are they gonna hate me are they gonna think I suck so it yeah. relates
0: yeah man it's who cares as long as you as long as you're doing something that you really enjoy and you're having fun like who who cares
1: right and I love the people that are like hey what I do wrong or they're like hey you know can you watch me into this next point and tell me and I do the same thing like I've been getting some seriously good feedback from you know Chase Kramer, the guy that runs our team. I mean, there's some, there's some really good guys that have been doing this longer than me in this tournament scene that have been giving me some awesome feedback. And it's like, yeah. all right, I can hit you up. I think that's yeah. one of the ways that we first connected is I sent you a little video clip like, hey, you know, because uh, I bought a headband through Charm City, but it was one of your special editions or something. Mm. And that's probably how we got connected Thank you. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was, it was it's it's money. It's it's badass. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's my tournament band. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just, I sent you a clip and I was just like, you know, how, how do you think I did on this? And it was even like one of those humbling moments where, uh, one of the kids, like Amir, Amir Gostani, he takes like the cell phone video and and that's like, I lose my balance sliding in, but the rest of the video I'm doing all right. It's just like, I sent it to you I want some legit feedback and it was cool. It was really cool that you were like, Hey, this is how I felt about it. You know, keep your eye up more. Like watch, watch when you're going in. Like it was awesome, dude. That's how we got started. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I appreciate, dude, I enjoy answering questions so much. Like I don't care if it's about the most minimalistic thing. You hear not I- everybody. <laughs> you know, you got to reach out to pros, man. Seriously. I'm serious. it dude, makes a uh, talk. I mean, at least I'm, might be a little bit of, a little bit biased cause I enjoy talking to people in general. So which is more beneficial for the people who actually want to ask questions. But like, I just enjoy having the conversation, no matter really what it, it's about, it could be about like, well, I don't know if I should change the, you know, the the gauge on my tank. The screen's cracked. i was like, yeah, just change it out. Like, why not? Right. It, it's like nothing. I try not to have anything bother me because it's not because then I'm making it personal.
1: I think most people are shy, or they're worried about how you're going to react to their question.
0: Mm-hmm. I swear to
1: God, that's how I feel. That's just how my I feel on
0: it. Yeah, and see what's the. And that, I think that goes back to the nervousness, right? There's there's a potential you you're thinking about the potential of them not liking what it is, but what if they do? Exactly. Then, then there's no reason to be <laughs> nervous. And if I if I don't like it, who gives a shit whether or not I like it? I don't care. Do you? If you like it, go with it. Yeah, share the world. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now, um, hopefully my feet Yeah, I'm I'm hoping my feedback was beneficial. Uh,
1: no, it was very much so, and yeah, still, uh, still have to work on certain things every day. It's like that—that that going guns down as a front player, doing that, and somehow getting your head up on the way is, is is hard to do sometimes.
0: Well, for the most part, look at your route, right? So I think that's what what makes the the greatest running and shooting front players or, or even mid players for that matter, um, because we're at such closer quarters t- to people when we start running and shooting, mm-hmm. you have to be that much more focused and accurate right on, and looking downfield and seeing who you have to hit because you have a, I feel because you're closer, you might be moving a lot more, but you're, you're so much closer that your odds are better. I think yes. so. Um, so that's why I feel it's so good to get good at running and shooting but before you do that, you have to get good at running and looking. And once you get that down and you're running and looking, now you're not worrying about the path that you're taking. You're more worried about the shot that you're making.
1: So you're talking to maybe looking at the path you're going to take with your feet and with your body first. So you already have that kind of training before you go. And then when you go, try to go on that path with your heads up.
0: Exactly. So now you're less worried about the route that you already know that you're taking, but you're more worried about the shot. Because your body is is doing it more or less like second nature, running to the spot. Because you probably do it so much, you know the route. Especially if it's a straight route where you have to just run and go right behind a can or something like yeah, that, yeah. or like usually a stand up because there's no fucking laydowns anywhere. Um, you usually yeah. like sk- you usually skim a bunker and you take a dive five feet after that, and you're usually probably in D one if not close to D two at that point. So it's like you, you have are if you already make that pre-programmed in your head and you know, it's not a crazy move cause you don't have to make any cuts. You're literally just going straight. You can now focus on looking downfield at where you're at and be able to kind of like, for me, it was always like a, it was an unconscious foot count. I feel, but it wasn't, it wasn't a foot count. It was like a foot feel to where, you know, like once you get past that can, you know, for the most part, unconsciously, I feel how close or how, where you need to dive to be behind D1 or to, to be behind D2. So once that happens, you can kind of, based on your speed, like judge when you have to dive and when you're actually going to be behind the thing. So now once all of that is like out of the way and in the back of your mind, and that is all processed without you having to like waste any energy on it. Now you can focus your energy on looking downfield, catching guys that you might not see if even if your guns down still still catching their spots right seeing them th- see if they go up the middle you can call it out quick they can't make a move as quick now because their shits given up you know it, it, the the jives up man the gig is up the, up. the, the gig is up bro, um, <laughs> the
1: gig's up, bro. I
0: love it. somebody should make that a call the gig is up um yeah yeah but now you have an advantage even though you didn't do anything besides look downfield you now have information that you can spread. Whereas if you just ran there and dove in, yeah, you made it alive, but now you're also not knowing where that guy is. On, until you like do the work of like wrapping and like cutting that guy in and then going forward, but you can like you're going to have to do that eventually, but now infer- informing all the other guys, now that makes that guy's life a little bit harder, if not yeah. a lot harder because he's not working in secrecy.
1: In your head of the game at the point, before you even slide in. Dude, that's why
0: the, one that's of the number action. one things,
1: man, I, mean, I tell people
0: all the time is, look up. There's not a ton of shit you can run into, and they're all filled with air anyway. So if you run into it, you're not going to get hurt. It's when you do, like, you run into another player or a ref or something. Like, that blows. But all the shit that you could possibly run into is, like, filled with air and... <sighs> You'll be fine. you were wearing a fine chin strap.
1: I missed those old videos, the short bus videos, when people were just making <laughs> spoof moves and running smack face into bunkers. Mm-hmm. And, oh god, it was great.
0: Dude, yeah, I've done it before. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, that was me. Once. We,
1: oh, you played a lot of paintball in, the, in, yeah. that, in that situation, just going fast as hell into a bunker. You know, I yeah. had
0: to have. Yeah, man, it's uh, part of the game. Part of a being a part of the thing about being a front player. What are you gonna do?
1: Yep. Um, I brewed up some green tea with honey, and just because, you know, because it's it's your thing, so I had to do it. I used to drink coffee, but I was like late night. I'm gonna do some green tea.
0: There you go, man. I I actually have a halo at the moment. Um, I, is that
1: your uh, sports drink, your new sponsor, uh, like or uh, electrolyte drink?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so far, I've really I really enjoyed it. This is not. I'm not doing uh, ads right now, but this is. It's, I meant it's, to ask you that. Yeah, it's uh, really do good. You deal with cramps.
1: How do I deal with cramps? Do you deal with leg cramps a lot? Just being a fast, like uh, front player that does a lot of, you know, like back when you were like really competing, did you have a lot of problems with with leg cramps?
0: Uh, when I was young, actually, I used to get really bad leg cramps where my mom had to like massage my legs back to. From, I cu- I couldn't really remember, um, a lot of it, but she told me until I was like five years old, I used to like yell and scream and cry and everything because my legs would cramp up so bad. I, I had, I I had, um, luckily I was in the front row, uh, on an airplane once on a trip coming back from a tournament and we, I had also on top of the tournament had ended up playing a bunch of 10 man at the end of the tournament and I'm sitting there and luckily you don't have a a chair in front of you. You just have like, you know, two, three feet in front of you have the wall and uh, I'm sitting there and all of a sudden, like, I feel it. I'm like, Ooh. Ooh, and I'm and like, I'm sitting there and I kind of start trying to move it around. And I once I kind of get it past the 90 degree angle, once that happened, it went, and it just like, I, I I, had it up on the wall and I'm just going, and everybody sees my leg like way up in the air. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. and eventually like after a couple minutes, I finally was able to pull it back in, but um, I, I've never really dealt a lot with leg cramps at tournaments um for some reason now i must have like grew out of it but i just i in, i drank a lot of water and i tried to do um something with very low sugar um but i just tried to stay as hydrated as possible and 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 keep a little bit of you know sugar um electrolyte water around and and just like don't not downing it but just kind of like micro dosing semi-sort you know what i mean just yeah but, I mean, that's how I have have dealt with them. Do you have any problems with them?
1: Oh yeah, me and uh, teammate at least. Yeah, like seems like the guys that that go as hard as they can and sprint into the you know the front guys, the front snake guys. I, I was just wondering if it was one of those common things that, like with front players that just run as fast as they can into their bunkers all the time. They're always dealing with leg cramps, mm-hmm. and I do, I do, I still deal with them all the time, man. No matter what I do about it.
0: I think it's just the paintball. Stance in general, but worse, obviously, when you're playing in the snake because you're in that, you're in that prone position of like, uh, constantly like doing the doing the hamstring hamstring spring from like sitting on your heels to like coming up and all that shit, and so I think it's I think your your leg muscles as a as a front player are constantly being yeah just being yeah, it's,
1: it's just after. It's after. Yeah. So yeah, it's like w- on the way home and stuff.
0: What I would suggest is just like don't don't like swig Gatorade and just, ch- you know, don't chug it all over the place, but have a bunch of water obviously for practices and playing. And then, um, just take a fucking quarter, like take a quarter of uh of a Gatorade in between like big water hits. Cause you're not like constantly drinking all the time, but, Like you know, with practice it's like here and there, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, do that, and then also do, do the, I mean
1: not the. You can do this, do this if you want to, but oh, yeah. um, if we have transfuse now. It's really good. I remember uh, Nashville last year with my very first team t- tournament with our team, and on the way back, Laramie saved my life with uh, some Pedialyte, you yeah, know, little packets. Mm-hmm. Just uh, yeah, I was hurting, man. I yeah, hurting. Halo
0: Halo has those packets on and everything, and this uh, you know I haven't used this. Um, but once playing and I did this and I did, it was, uh, just like a two liter thing of water and then, uh, and it worked out, but yeah, we're, uh, uh... Oh, also what I wanted to get with, um, the, uh, I was, I just lost. No. Oh, uh, I remember how many points did I play against you when I was down there? Just the one? I
1: feel like we only played one. And I, you know, I want to play so much more because it was fun.
0: Yeah. And because I remember I, I called uh, I called you out because I was like, hmm, hmm. I'm kind of like watching how you're lining up and everything. And this is a great part about paintball, too, is like you're when you're looking down at the other team, dude, assess body language. Like there's a reason why guys will kind of skip around and like relocate and do all this stuff. Like, look, you if you can see them. Like kind of give him or even if you can't see him like, you know, do a little scuffle, little scuffle shuffle, walk out and just kind of take a peek, take a gander and just kind of like gauge some body language. And for some reason to you, I was like, pretty sure he's going to run through that gap. So you should go here and you should shoot the shit out of that gap and you're going to hit him. I guarantee it. <laughs> and, and that was that was pretty much the conversation. And uh, <laughs> that was that was Josh, uh, Josh Lemon. And I, I was and he did it and it worked. And I was like. Sweet.
1: It worked. It worked. worked. (laughs) That's awesome. It's so true. I guess uh, we had a 35-second point in the MSXL, and I believe I was moving around, moving around. I didn't wait until there was, like, just one second left. I kind of gave my stance away about five seconds probably. And he's like, D-side runner, you Mm -hmm. know. Uh, So they clipped me in my pack on the way out there. We had 35 seconds to kind of, you know, tie one up. Mm -hmm. But we did it, so.
0: See the best part is like if they know I'm going that way, like I'll usually set up. I'll I'll be where I'm gonna stand. I'm not gonna like hide where I'm gonna stand, but then like I'll change up my stance like two seconds before. Because at two seconds, it's it's a good one because they're listening for the buzzer, so their mindset is kind of there. And then if they yell something, you have to comprehend what they're what they're saying within that two second kind of like. So. I've...
1: I'm gonna start doing that. I think I'm gonna have to add that to my uh, the notches in the belt or whatever. Start just kind of mixing it up with the box.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, I I had a really good time down there playing. Uh, I gotta get down there more often and and uh, I didn't play Yeah, it. we won't be. What's that?
1: I was gonna say we won't be doing too many um, dedicated drill days like that unless it's like a Saturday morning. So like Sundays, like this Saturday, we're doing like a big grind, a big uh, split deck X ball format. Get everybody ready, all the
0: local teams ready for the MSXL. Nice. When uh, when is that?
1: That is the 16th and 17th of May, I believe, down in Nashville.
0: Mmm. Dude, I. Oh man. I don't know, dude. I have I have a 2006 NXT shocker that's almost ready.
1: Is that what you were building on the other day? Yep. So I have it. Really?
0: I I have I, everything. O rings are replaced. Um, I checked out the solenoid. I replaced all of the the, the regulator O-ring. I did everything. I'm getting a new uh, tank thrown on there. I have the original Max Flow Micro that's on there. I'm going to use that, and I'm rebuilding my Velocity. Uh, loader? And, yeah, Velocity Loader. And, dude, I have Virtua. Like, I have it all set up and everything. I have – I ordered a – this is when you know it's getting serious. I ordered a uh, a 7 – or a six seven nine insert, and I'm gonna order. I'm probably gonna order a six seven seven insert because paint's too small, and I want to play some paintball. So uh, I don't know, man. Tournament. I don't know, man. Tournament Wait, stuff sounds to be, fun.
1: I've been seeing such a range, depending on. It seems like some of the practice paint's small, but then you get in Ohio; it's so humid, you know. Get in the middle of summer, you might be seeing some high eights, maybe 89, 91
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I have a. I usually I usually kick around an eight five, now. That's,
1: like that's kick, a good one. That's, yeah, that's a good
0: go to. A five is a good like kind of middle ground. Um, but dude, I, at uh, I was at a seven man in Lansing, and I shot a seven one. Like wow, that, that was the paint. I was like, and yeah, it was a seven seven. It was rolling, or it was either a seven seven or a seven five. It was like just rolling through.
1: And I'm like. That's insane. That sounds like marbleizers or something.
0: Yeah, so I was like, "Ooh, all right, well, I'll I'll go down to a seven-one." But yeah, dude, it's it's getting fun. And maybe I'll maybe I'll jump on an MXSL team this uh, this year. Or, I don't know. I just want to. I'm probably gonna jump in on some practices. And you got you're gonna have to let me know when we got some tournament ball happening at level up. And once I get this hey, thing this, screaming, it'll be good to go. I know
1: there's a tournament. You know, the MSXL is in Ohio this year, at Columbus, at Dave Pando's, you know, level up. It's going to be there. So, I don't realize, I can't re- remember exactly the date, maybe July. It's usually like middle of summer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, you're uh.
0: Maybe I should join a team and play I in that tournament. probably
1: be getting into paintball because you're still really good at it and I'm like 10 years older than you or something.
0: <sighs> no, what I do is an illusion.
1: No, no, no. That's see, part of this shit is ninja ninja magic, bro. <laughs> I
0: don't know if anybody gets the ninja magic, man. I feel like I play so weird. I don't know if uh, I don't know. I might not even be. I, I might not even be ranked to be able to play in the uh, tournament. I don't know.
1: I think I uh, think it's time to start looking into it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, I'll be honest, man. It's uh when I when I had the gun in the closet for eight years because I had kids and everything, I just started getting the daddy belly and all of that and I got rid of that and then I was like bored and I was like, what am I missing? And I think I was cleaning. The, I was like, oh, this whole this is my paintball gear, and then I took it all apart, rusted springs and all that, rebuilt that whole gun. That's what got me back into. It. Then I have to shout out Matt Darienzo because that cat. I met him at I seventy paintball and he's the, he, he might be playing with you on Brimstone as a matter of fact. Really? Matt D'Urienzo. Really? He played oh, on yeah. Uprising. Yeah. He's cool, dude. He's the one he's the reason I play tournament paintball. Because he he reached out to me because he saw I was pretty good up at said, He's like, hey, we're trying to like to get in this mechanical tournament. You have this a nice autococker. You wanna like try to get this mechanical tournament? And I said, Sure, let's do a team. Like mm-hmm. a three man mechanical and it never came through, but then we ended up doing three man's up at Lima. Yeah. And that was like in seventeen. That's when it got started. Jeez.
0: Yeah, dude, it's it's getting well when I first started shooting mechanical, I was like, this is fun, like, this is super fun again, you know. But, like, I said too, as I'm not like super into the woods ball, like, I'm gonna play. Yeah, dude, it's I'll the best, dude, it's the best mechanical marker out there. It hand, I feel, and that's just me. That's it's just so me.
1: solid, has such a, a slick shot. I feel like it's a sniper, and you can also roll it.
0: Yeah. It's it's in it's great, dude. The accuracy is amazing. We throw a barrel on it, obviously, but it's uh it just dude the travel is the travel for the ball and everything is is, is great. But as soon as I had this oh this 06 shocker back in my hands and I was shooting semi-auto and I had, I had that feel again, I was like, ooh, ooh. This was a good era. This was this yeah. was fucking really fun paintball. So, um, nobody get mad at me if I go down and play and I'm like practicing in semi-auto. Because no,
1: I think that's legit, man. That's uh, that's player status when you're in semi-auto. How fast your fingers are going it should be how fast you're allowed to shoot your gun.
0: Yeah, dude. I'm not. I'm not shooting cheater board, dude. Just straight up fucking. Just normal debounce settings. Normal dwell. Normal. Just stock. All that bullshit. Stock it all and stock yeah, semi. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's gonna say. <laughs> mhm. Yeah, dude, I don't give a shit. Dude, have a cheater gun. I, I don't give a shit. The cheater gun is not going to make you a better paintball player, so I don't give a fuck. Come out in full auto. I don't care. I don't my care. Gun,
1: low key, my gun accidentally went, my geo right here, accidentally went into uh, semi during the first tournament, and it was just nasty, muddy, been raining. I, I somehow hit it, starting the game or finishing the game. It's in semi, and I'm out. What's going on? It won't ramp. And I was like, I guess I'm gonna have to get my fingers back going again, dude. Okay, and this is such a good argument because
0: I feel like, look how, look how, um, like, helpless you felt in that quick, you know, in that moment, where it was like, oh shit, I, I can, I do this and only fucking four balls come out or five balls come out. Yeah, like yeah. you gotta, I'm I not, like, I'm not making fun of you. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, it's just like, like you, you have to do some mode? work. <laughs> yeah. Where's the auto mode? <clears throat> like a lot of people it's like you're driving a fucking automatic car dude it pretty much drives itself but once you tell everybody that you have to have a manual now it's like okay now you got to learn how to fucking drive
1: now you're back on the racetrack now
0: you're back on the fucking racetrack
1: yeah <laughs> that's what's up yeah dude yeah, so man. i miss my stick shifts dude my last car was a six speed like close ratio man it was not it was so beautiful to drive and it's like so hard to find now.
0: yeah yeah and it's a it's a shame and i'm Relating that to paintball, dude, I think more people should shoot semi-auto. Don't be an yeah, asshole and have a cheater board if you want to. Yeah. You be you. But, dude, let's just let's just bring it out. Like, just fucking semi-auto, man. Just come down. I'm going to be but shooting it. Even do, it.
1: like, those those uh, hyperball tournaments like the ICC and stuff. Instead of making you do mechanical, let people do semi-auto. And that way everybody can shoot what kind of guns they want all over the place.
0: Yeah, dude, I had the idea of, of doing a tournament series where all the guns have to be older than 10 years. And you have to shoot semi-auto.
1: I heard that. I heard that. I think on your last podcast with McLaughlin. that was a great idea. I love that. We call it like the the classic, you know, the classic retro uh, something like the sea, the no, retro the
0: reboot. Song, it's like a retro reboot. Retro reboot. I
1: like that. Yep. Retro reboot. Yeah. And uh,
0: yeah, dude. It's okay. I I feel, I feel like we got to start talking about like. I agree. And uh, I know we talked a lot about paintball, but that paintball is also like the whole reason why we're here anyway. Yeah. So, Um, I would like you to talk about uh, this idea that you have that you want to kind of bring to the world. And uh, we can obviously talk about more paintball, uh, but an hour in we should probably talk about.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Yeah, just I felt like it would be kind of cool to do something when I was inspired. And I was inspired to write a book because I was up late at night and I'm watching TV. I'm having a good time. I'm like, you know. I think I'll, I'm just gonna write something down because I started thinking about money in a different way. Like, if I actually got to the point where I put this money away and it got valuable and over time I didn't have to worry about money anymore, then how could I change my mindset and what could I do with my life? And then I started just thinking different about life and I started thinking about uh, how we had lost a teammate in October of last year, 22 years old, Tyler Sutter. Jeez. Gotta, gotta respect that family. Um, it, a lot of experiences with me lately have drawn me to do something special. Uh, been more giving to myself. I made these gun stands just because I had the extra wood around. I thought, you know what? I, I, I had scratched up a little like drawing of like a gun stand, and we were on chat one night, and I still had the drawing, and I saw I made a prototype, and then I refined it, stained it polyurethane, I made 30 of them, gave them to all the teammates just because I wanted to. And everybody's like, oh, can I give you something back? I said, no, this is, you know, this was an inspiration from up above, do something for other people, do something for the team after we had lost something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was another situation with this. So I had this inspiration to do something that helped us communicate more clearly with each other without having people react or make you feel like you couldn't say what you wanted to do or you want to be affiliated with some uh, political party you know this whole last year's been very up up in the air with red and blue so I started having these visions of of purple this last year it was my color like I even purple gun I've got the amethyst amethyst in black mm. and uh, so I thought about right I just thought I'm gonna write this down I just started writing and I can I can say what I wrote now if you want but Absolutely. I wrote a book called The World's Book and it's very simple. I'm going to basically break down how it's going to work real quick and then I'm going to tell you what I wrote. Uh, basically my beautiful daughter Ada, my other daughter's Lena, they gave me a purple book to write in. And <clears throat> my writing is very short, but this is a book that I started and it's going to allow everyone else to write into you for the rest of human history. It's only digital. If you print it out, it's outdated immediately because everybody in the whole world is going to have a chance to write into it. It's all going to be for charity. Charity for clarity is the charity's name. I already have somebody doing the website. I have somebody that's going to help build a cryptocurrency that people can invest in and help fund the project from here going forward. Cause we're all not going to be here very long. Right? Mm-hmm. So this gotta be something that goes on when I'm not here anymore, when you're not here anymore. Uh, it's going to enable everybody to have a voice in the world and not have any criticism come out behind it. So this is going so, to be the clarity coin. Uh, yeah. The what? The clarity coin. The clarity coin. Well, the coin is going to be the world's book coin. Okay. I just called the charity cause I thought it sounded really nice was charity for clarity. Cause this is really what it's about.
0: Yeah. That's and awesome.
1: everything is about purple because you put blue and red together in art and you have purple. So, uh, yeah,
0: that's awesome. It's,
1: yeah, it's just kind of everything's just put, been kind of coming together in my mind, and just been happening for a reason. As like, I'm gonna approach this, you know, somewhat re- semi semi retired pro paintball player that I have <laughs> has a voice on the internet that really has a grasp on life because I listen to your podcast a lot. In addition to all these other great podcasts that I've learned so much from the last few years, because I've been interested in different things like organic gardening and this and that. It's been great. Uh, so back to the book real quick. So the book to me is starting out with my small words. We're gonna have a website where everybody can go on and put it, their name up. They start a file and they can write into it anytime they want to. It's gonna go on forever. Um, basically gonna be alphabetized. Maybe do like an 18 and up filter on the way in so that you know schools can use it for kids and, and have an automatic filter for cuss words and all that. We'll probably have some moderators that have to look at things that come in. but. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that is going to have to happen to build this. So I want to make this all for charity. I want to make it something that uh, has an NFT, which is going to be of the book, which I know I'm going to have my mother, who is an amazing artist as well. Uh, her and I are going to make the book cover and find an NFT artist that is out there that wants to volunteer to be part of this project. And that is, is going to sell and they're going to determine maybe do a 50 50 where, you know, half of the proceeds go towards the, the project. Mm-hmm. And, uh, on the page, on the, on the website, everyone that gets on to upload or do a document, there's a go fund you link. And so people can donate anytime they want. When they get on the website. Awesome. And Dave Panda is my website. Guy. Hell yeah. What's he up has Dave? two websites to build besides behind this before this. But uh, yeah, and I wrote a white page, uh, a white paper, so that you know it's more clear to companies, to businesses that want to invest in something that's a charity. And I've already looked into like what all that entails. You know, you have to do a five one one three C, and that you have twenty seven months to do that from when you start this. I'm ready to start this right away. I'm ready to get this thing going. I feel like it's amazing. Uh, I feel like it has a lot of potential. To spread infrastructure into poor places, it has a lot of potential to uh, bring people together. And the only rules I want to imply on this book or impose on this book is no comments, no likes, no emojis. So there's really no reactions that people <clears> can do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's all spreading positivity,
1: spreading real, real talk. I want people to be able to, you know, talk about their depression, write an autobiography write a book if they want to, uh, you know, Um, yeah, even write some inspirational words if they feel like, if they have it in the morning to make somebody else feel better, you know? Mm -hmm. It's really, the possibilities are limitless, but they are, it is going to have to be regulated a little bit, and it's going to have to be, I think it's going to be, such a motivation for people to do a positive thing with it that it's going to deter all the negative things that are possible, even though we're going to have to put some stops before that, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree, man. I can't wait to uh, to contribute both on the page and in any way that I can.
1: It's going to be exciting. I think out of all the people I've asked about it, and I didn't even tell them about the book. I said, Hey, if you had a chance to write a book or if you ever, did you ever want to be an author? Kind of put it in different ways because I'm an Uber driver on the side. I do different mm-hmm. different things for money. And uh, it's amazing what people say. Like almost 95, 99% of people are like, yeah, I've always wanted to write a book. Or I've always wanted to write about my grandfather or something like that. It's amazing what the kind of feedback I've had. And now I tell them about the book and they're like, are you serious? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So I've always wanted to write a children's book. Really? Yeah. I've always wanted to illustrate and, and write a children's book. I've been, I talk sure? about it. What's that?
1: Are you good at art?
0: Or are your kids good at art? I'm not. I'm not good at art, but I draw. <laughs> but not, kids I, book,
1: you have to be okay. There you go. Yeah, that's I mean,
0: awesome. I I make it to where my kids kind of sort of understand it. So, but um, yeah, dude, I've always just wanted to do something to help inspire younger generations, you know, including my kids, um, at a young age because I feel like it's such, but have it be relatable to you know older people and and the generations, you know, that's kind of how I was looking at it. But yeah, dude, I'm, I'm. It's it's awesome. I I have to admit, it, it's kind of. It's I have a lot of people coming to me like, not a lot of people, but I have people coming to me with like all these ideas and like, and and I have enough in my head that I'm like, I'm going crazy with all the shit that I'm like coming up with and dumping and like just all. But then I have other people like telling me about stuff and and all this and that, and you know I have a lot of people contact me, and you didn't. And I really we didn't really know each other at all when you contacted me. And it was, it was first hard to kind of like wrap my head around because I wasn't sure I wasn't hundred percent on NFTs. I did my research uh, now, but I, I was completely like with, 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 with what you said, it really sounded like, like, a I had to kind of step back and go, Hey, what? Hang on. What? What, what, wait, wait. it's so. Guess
1: it's never been done before. It,
0: yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, all right. And then, you know, I, I think about it and uh, and then you and I eventually had a phone conversation, which I think was, I, I think an in-person conversation would have been even better off of that. That's why I feel like face-to-face conversations and interactions, there will never be anything to replace that.
1: Um are my favorite. And so, hugs are better than handshakes, but I'll still do handshakes all day.
0: Dude, hugs all day, bud. Uh, you know, and, and uh, I think that having the phone conversation made it a lot more clear on kind of the direction of the whole thing and, and me understanding, uh, really what the whole thing or more of an understanding of what the whole thing uh, really is, um, or yeah, the potential of what could moment, be.
1: Yeah. From the moment it was written down, it has evolved every day, every moment. I've thought of ways that it wouldn't work ways to make it better ways to make it grow better. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's It's been an evolving idea from the moment it started, for sure. But at, at
0: its core, it's so simplistic. You know what I mean? It's Fair it's much. such a simple kind of principle and, you know, a simple, simple take on something um, that I think that's what makes it even more, uh, you know, attractive to people who just would want to do something like that. Agreed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's... Well, we, I'm glad we, I could can do this. do my part real quick?
0: Yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: And I... I have a new camera. I just installed it. It looks like it's glitching. Let me know if it if it is, okay?
0: Uh, yeah. Well, it is, but I don't, I'm not getting like any audio, or it's not like you're not trailing off, and I'm not getting any I, audio
1: glitch, so it's fine. We uh, shut. It could be like a refresh rate, maybe. That's. I have a gaming PC. I just don't know. I, I shut the other windows just to, yeah, increase it's... our uh, bandwidth or whatever you call it. Okay, here we go. Sorry about that. I want to make sure this is clear. All good, man. Here we go. So, obviously, you know, it's going to be called The World's Book. The author is Zachary James Garsher. That's me and you. So, it's everyone else, right? I'm just starting this ball rolling. It's going to be like the world. It's a ball. It's round. We're going to be in this thing together. Here we go. All of us are creatures that create. Creation comes cheap at times. Sometimes we work so hard at something... We, we become self-prophetic towards what we truly are to do in this world. We are all gifts from the universe. Every time one of us is born, we are a gift to this world. Once we realize, once we realize this, we forever treat others as equal. Be a gift to people every day. It is that short? And I want everyone else to start writing, and I'll get back on mine too. Yeah. We can all get. We can all write into this. Forever, and anytime you want to.
0: So you can write stories. You can write. You can write uh, just uplifting quotes, and it will just be a constant feed of that.
1: Yes. And there's going to be a language translator. I talked to Dave Fando, the website designer. He said there's a full handicap plugin that you can get that supports Braille. So the capabilities for other languages to write and read. It's already there. It really is. Crazy. It's too technology is insane. It is. It's. It's like a guy. Uh, I love. I love this guy. I'm gonna have to shout this guy. Tim Sidebottom. He was our shop foreman at, at Audi when I was a technician. He said, "If you don't change with the world, the world's gonna change without you." And like that's with the way it is with technology. If you're not able, able to at least wrap your head around what's coming next paypal oh cars have abs now i hate abs well you know when it rains you like it don't you Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
0: even cryptocurrency now
1: exactly and that's what kind of started me thinking down this path was that idea of you know a new way of doing the money a new way of saving my money so then i started thinking of and then um open source where peer-to-peer people can like look at other documents together and work on projects together Mm -hmm. that's a lot of these cryptocurrency projects are is they're open source peer to peer where like people out of the world are on their computers and they're sharing documents and they edit their little part. So that's what made me think of like, why don't we have a way to communicate and maybe write books together or, you know, not necessarily like a competitor with Facebook or anything, but like a way to like write and not have any reaction, but just be able to
0: write
1: for free. It has to be for free to everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. They're, you know, what, what, all the people that have probably grown up and had a dream. You want to be a pro athlete. Somebody wanted to be a, an author, and they didn't have the money or the connections because they were in a, a poor place or a poor country or whatever. Just the wrong situation.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and you can go somewhere where you can express yourself and and uplift people and be positive and just have this this outlet. Um. Is yeah, it's it's great, man. I'm I'm glad I can I'm glad I can help. Uh, even in this way of of getting, you know, helping you get it out there.
1: I appreciate the time. I really do. I meant to say that right off the rip, but we just kind of started. I thought we were doing a test call, but yeah, <laughs> I, really, I appreciate you doing this and uh, being part of it and seeing the vision that I'm starting to see as well.
0: Yeah, man, it's uh, it's cool. It's cool when you have people and you you get involved with people who have a, a passion for things and who have a vision for things. Because I tell you what, man, you Become really. I don't want to say you'd become really boring, but I feel like you limit yourself so much when you don't try to find something that you really enjoy, or or you're not passionate about something, or if it's just like yeah, I just do this and just what just whatever like that's that's what you, that's all you do. Mm-hmm. Um, do, you, do you do you even like it? You know what I mean. So it's like <laughs> that's uh. I agree. That's why I feel like I don't want people to get. Gaming is amazing, right? I, I And I feel like uh, it. there's a time and place for gaming. Obviously, people have made careers at it and everything. But what the biggest, for me, the biggest concern is not just gaming, but just tablet time in general for, for toddlers and babies and, and, and kids who are really needing to grasp the world around them. And believe me, I feel like there's a time for that. But when you when you give kids that for an occupation of their time in relation or in substitution of your time with them is such a detriment to because I feel like so many people want to be on social media themselves and just occupy their time with this rather than their kids and they're they're occupying their kids' time with the tablet and that interaction, I feel like is such a at at a young age is such a huge you know, and i'm a, I'm a hypocrite to a point of where like you know if we need to truly get something done and not have them pulling at us, we'll give them that entertainment. but at any moment, if we can be outside, if I can be drawing with them or interacting with them or just playing with them in general physically and just kind of moving around with them is is so huge and i I really hope we don't lose that as uh, as parents it's, it's and just a as a generation thing.
1: it's become habitual and like I think with our first daughter, we were better about it, and with this with our next daughter, she really it's, it's she's more into the tablet time, I think. I'm going to have to kind of, you know, reel that that wire in on the on the fishing line, you know? I think mm-hmm. I think it's getting a little too loose. And you see it, you know? You see less development in their speech, maybe even you see it in their eyes sometimes if they've been on there even more than like 45 minutes, you know? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah dude, cuz it's true. They're windows to the soul, man, and it is yeah, I might have smoked a little bit before this, but this is just how I feel.
1: <laughs> um, it's no, I love. I've heard that windows of the soul is so true. Yeah, and you know, it's that's why yep. I tell my daughters to look people in the eye when they talk to them.
0: Absolutely, and I have, I try and I do that a lot. Where I look away, but then I come back. I find myself, I'm like, look, like having that when you're talking, when you are the one talking, because I have no problem when somebody's speaking, I can look them in the eye, but when I'm talking, the connection there between somebody when you're like looking at them in the eye is undeniable but i mean it's um you know yeah it's you you i feel like everybody needs a break at the end of the day believe me i under i I do understand but when you sit down with your phone and you you are valuing the time with this device more than you are the time with your your kids or your family in general your parents or just just the people around you that are in Mm -hmm. close proximity to you if um If you're in a public place and like that's that's what fucking blows my mind about. I'm sorry, I'm I'm going off on a tangent, dude. We were talking about your world book, and I'm going off on some fucking like.
1: You're talking about, you know, we're talking about technology and um,
0: the value of our time,
1: right? And our time, but also the you know the kids, the kids and and us using it for social media and just kind of almost to substitute real time with each other.
0: Yes, and drawing,
1: talking, reading.
0: Exactly, and to shuffle into the real the the World Book side, you know, giving them the tablet as a tool, more than uh, more than a uh, consumption oh, of their mind, you know, yeah. So it's like use it as a tool, so they can even use the World Book. You know, they can start writing themselves uh, yeah. stories and creating creating things and. Yeah, yeah, man. Sorry, I'm just like passionate about. Just time and I, I don't have a good memory and it really bothers me. But I like
1: your take. I like your I like your take, you know, and uh, I'm the same way, especially when I get passionate about something. I have a tendency to get amped up. Everybody knows me. So they call me mow some Grass. <laughs> so I get a little amped up out there. Yeah. But uh, it's it's easy to get passionate and when you really have a passion about something, uh, kinda like get you know, almost ahead of your own thoughts and it's hard for people to understand you sometimes. So that I, I I relate.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, dude. And I, you're having the conversation that we are. I feel like we, we have a really good, you know, similar mindset. Um, but it's like, and, and it's not that I'm trying to like push my, my opinions or my ideas on anybody. This, that's, what's great. That's, what's great about having a podcast and having conversations like this is I'm not pushing my conversation on anybody rather than you're listening to my opinion willingly Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so like if you don't want to hear kind of my thoughts on things i by no means think it's hate related or anything like that that i that i believe in or i feel um but what's cool is that like the great thing about a podcast is you you willingly chime in uh, or at least I find myself chiming in, like into conversations and stuff, and, and 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 thinking. And when you get to thinking and and realizing, when you're listening to something like a podcast, I think that's what I enjoy so much about it. Is like it gets your mind going, and you get your yes. it gets your it gets your uh, opinion bag the the string st- the drawstrings start to loosen up, and you kind of like your ideas start to float around and feel a little bit more kind of all over the place. And you can actually take one of these ideas or or one of these opinions and kind of put it in your bag and kind of like let it yeah you know, I never you know I never thought about it It carries a little different weight now because you know this opinions in there and um I don't I, I feel like opinion sounds so solid so solidified it's such a hard word it's more of like a an uh an option an option an outlook a, a, yeah it's just
1: an opinion is not yeah it's it's more of an option it's like everybody's option that they chose because that's their opinion and somebody relates and some people don't.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think for us to be so open-minded is because we all have different tastes. So I think our only option is to be open-minded because if we just solidify ourselves on one side or another, like you said, on this red or blue, then we are that. We are identifying. Yeah, yeah we are identifying with whatever that is wholeheartedly we are we are doing that but rather than look at it from a more purple perspective um we tend to be just omni-colored uh yeah
1: or black and white even yeah
0: just yeah black and white i don't even did i even say that omni-colored is only one color or is it
1: i don't know what omni-colored is but it sounds uh like (laughs) somebody needs to get on that on that research because it's it's pretty interesting word i like that
0: yeah i don't know it's yeah we need to act we need to be more purple people
1: i agree purple but but not purple people eaters just purple people
0: no just purple people yeah yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) um so what uh so you're getting ready to practice for the msxl is it the msxl or the mxsl
1: it's msxl because it's mid-south x-ball league mid-south sounds
0: so made up
1: I know. I think it was kind of like two people had an idea and they had to like both get their name on it. Like one of them wanted to call it the mid, something and one wanted to call it the south something. So they just put the mid south. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it should be Well, what's I guess your
1: name, What's your name, of League? You're stuck with it.
0: Yeah, I know, right? And I guess mid south is a direction just like midwest is a direction or you just don't say it. You don't Well, you also did not say mid-east or
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. There is no Mid East in their country. What's up with that?
0: Yeah, so I guess say whatever the fuck you want. I don't there you go. It yeah. doesn't bother me anymore. Not that it bothered me, but it was just I was curious about it. <laughs> so what do you what do you enjoy doing on the paintball field? Like what um if you don't mind us going back to paintball or do you want to we can talk about oh, the world well, book. I
1: don't I'm completely you – know, like, like I said earlier, I want it to be natural, totally like totally uh, organic, you know? Yeah, though. So... I love being aggressive. I love being a you know, a leader at, at the same time, being able to get everybody like find out where they're wanting to go. So I help them feel, like I'm not trying to pick a position, you know, because I've I used to get that vibe when we first started playing the divisional stuff. Was like, everybody was like, well, I'm going here, I'm going here, and they get kind of you know, uh, a little bit jaded because they were wanting to go there, and I just like to go up there and kind of like get a feel for where everybody's wanting to go, and then mm-hmm. and then uh. Come up with an attack plan because I'm an attacker. Yeah,
0: dude. That's why it's so fun to learn all the positions, walk the whole field. Like, um, whenever I tell people, uh, it's the same way, man. Because I'm like, I'm like, if I if there's somewhere that I for sure want to go, I'll be like, I'm gonna run to the snake this game. But it's just gonna be like, well, that's, I, I'm I'm just doing that just to try it out. But I, it doesn't mean I'm gonna fucking play the snake the whole time. Because most of the time, I'll be like, I'll kind of sit back and like where do you want to go? I was like, no oh, man, wherever you go, I'll, I'm going to support you. So like wherever you want to play, dude, play with confidence. So like I let other people choose kind of where they want to play because if they have that in their mindset, then it's like, cause if right. somebody came up to me, and was like, I'm going to run snake off the break. I'll be like, all right. That's all you. Go ahead, dude. I'm not going to stop you. I will play somewhere else. And I'll, you know, yeah, what, I'll it's, just...
1: about you. it's about you, like, you know, vibe with those guys. You're like, hey, man, I really want to try out, like, this uh, front snake, you know, and just see how see how this works. I've got an idea. And then, you know, after that, I'll come back and give you some feedback. Yeah, dude. Making money. Yeah, You can do it. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I like that. I think people are good. You know, you have to have that vibe or that uh, balance out there. So I've, I've definitely moved to that role of, you know, especially being an, one of the older guys out there, I like to let everybody else kind of have their, their shining moments. So if they want to go somewhere, then I'll just kind of like, I'll play wherever I'll play the three, I'll play back snake, back greed, I'll play wherever now.
0: hmm Yeah. It's, uh, how old are you? 42. Fuck dude. I didn't realize you were 42. I thought you were like around my age.
1: Yep, yep. Just, uh, just always been staying, you know, pretty healthy eating on the food and get good sleep positive attitude play sports and stay with like i said i was only on paintball for a little while because of the kids but mm-hmm. got back in pretty quick
0: yeah man it's i feel i feel the exact same way dude just take care of yourself uh in a some kind of diet sense not even a diet just you know what what's good to eat what's not good to eat and then just stay
1: active do something yeah, you love to eat. do yeah yeah stay active do, yeah exactly do what you love to do yeah. and
0: surround yourself with people that you love yeah I mean, it's it's great, dude. I, I'm getting ready to go back to jujitsu here probably in the next week or so. So, what's nice is my mornings are gonna be those, and then on the weekend here and there, eventually, um, I'm gonna start playing paintball again. So it's like because it, the kids are old enough now to where they're not so crazy, and it's um yeah, man.
1: It's the timing thing, you know. I think I think you you probably felt your responsibility coming and. Had to take a step back so that you could really focus on the family. And, you know, I think the, the pro game, that, that high-level paintball, when you really have to dedicate yourself to it will come, and you'll be doing jiu-jitsu to keep your body tight. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so how many days a week do you do that, like three or four days? So when I was
0: going, I was going three days, in, in, uh, three days a week. Um, and then COVID happened, and I didn't do it at all, all of last year. Um, and then I was waiting until I just got my second vaccine dose Tuesday. So I'm just gonna let that kind of cook, and then uh, you know I think uh, I think I'm ready to go back, and that that'll be kind of be my conditioning for when I do play paintball because I don't plan I don't plan on like going back and playing mindless amounts of paintball because you as a dad also know that the um, the weekend time with the entire family is like super crucial, so like I'm not I can't dedicate that kind of time again but you know you you have me show up play some paintball I'll be in a good mood and I'm not saying that I don't want to practice like I'll even come down for some practices but just getting me there and I'll I'll be there and I'll just be happy once I'm there I'm like I'm obviously happy to go like be driving down to play paintball but I'm like once you're there it's like kind of carefree and I'm I'm not as I don't feel as pressured at the like the local stuff now it's kind of just like I'm just here to play some paintball, man. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I actually. It's a good dude, feeling, I bet. Dude, it was awesome. So I had um. The last three times I played was, I did a um, man, because I didn't play hardly at all. I don't think, maybe once during 2020, but uh, or because I don't remember when I came down for that practice. Because when I came down for the practice, with to you guys actually it was the first time in a while. Oh really? In a long time, yeah. So I came down. That was the first time.
1: Probably about two months
0: ago. I think the first time this year, or the first time since two thousand and nineteen. That was the first time I played. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And then I went and I did another practice uh, with Brimstone, and then I played a seven-man tournament that we got second in up in Lansing, uh, at TC.
1: Oh, congrats, dude! And That's
0: it, awesome. Yeah, it was super fun. It was, it was like Seven such eight, a thrill it was a throw together of some guys and yeah, seven man mechanical and dude, I had some guys that I hadn't played with in forever coming down there. And, uh, I have so many people like asking me to like play all these different things. And I don't want to like bombard myself. I just want to be able to like, I'll do some mechanical thing, mechanical things here and there. But like my true thing is like that kind of tournament side. So I'll come down, I'll play some tournament ball too. It's going to be really free. kind of floating. I'll play some 10 mans with brimstone and, it's just playing payball for fun again, you know.
1: Yeah, you know, your life might change in the next year. You never know what's gonna happen. You know, you might, uh, you might uh, invent something. You might be doing something totally different for money, where you're free during the week and you can come down and practice on Wednesdays, and then like, whatever they do that extra practicing and all that.
0: Yeah, cause I do have something in the works, but it's just it's in the.
1: I have it. It's you know what we're
0: talking about. You know how I, I it. know. I'm I, just saying. <laughs> I did, yeah. It's just got to get to that point. Um,
1: like anything, it's a uh, it's a seed. It has like every one of us. We started as a little seed, and if it's planted in the right situation, at the right temperature, with the right moisture, we're there.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I think the seed is planted, and uh, just gotta feed it a little bit. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. It's gonna be. So sweet. you
1: have uh you, you have a product, a prototype, you're probably gonna, you know, keep going with it until it's until it's uh ready to go to market. Yep. And
0: then we'll just I think it's a fairly you know, you've I can explain it to you. Like like it's just oh, yeah. su- it's super, okay. super yeah. simple. Yeah. Um, that's
1: I think the best things are simple and uh a- if it's applicable, right? If it's mm-hmm. something that all these players can use or all the traveling players can use, then you're
0: good. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be sweet. Um speaking of that. Uh, Mr. Chris Cole, you know, keep healing, buddy. Um, it was insane. Guy had a heart attack, and at, he at a practice, Chris Cole. Really? Yeah, he had. A, yeah, and he um, dude, he was like, I guess it was crazy. I guess it was craziness, but he, he's back, and he's like, good. He's. I mean, I don't know exactly how he's doing, but I know he's. I know he's respond, You know not he's responsive he's back he's fine he's like i think he's pretty sure he's back home and like doing good a situation dude yeah i heard it was insane man
1: and i've always i've always thought about that at practices for somebody to have a heart attack or i've seen people puke through their mask which is gross but yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah i've always i've always like just uh had that kind of like dark feeling in the back of my head i didn't want to see it happen but it's you know you're gonna see it at some point at least he survived that's that's amazing
0: yeah dude craziness craziness um yeah man so is there is there anything that you want to talk about besides uh I, we can talk more about world book we can talk about um you know uh, any or is there anything in specific that you wanted to uh to chat about or no or
1: what uh oh did you have any like sense you know you were one of the the few in the paintball world that I looked up to all these years, is there any like pros and other sports that you looked up to when you were kind of starting off sports as a kid, like any specific ones, like, you know, all the ones that everybody talks about, but you know, like was Jordan or somebody like, uh, you know, in, even a, like a race car driver, anybody.
0: Um, I liked the idea of Jordan. I wasn't like a huge bulls fan or even basketball in general. I, it never really kind of clicked with me. Um, I played, I played baseball, but I, I didn't, like, f- super follow baseball. I just enjoyed playing the sport itself. I didn't really follow anybody. So I didn't really have, like, I I remember watching, like, the McGuire and the Sosa thing and, like, uh, you know, Barry Bonds and Bo Jackson, or Bo Thomas. What was, uh...
1: Oh, yeah, oh.
0: He played for this, uh, the, the the White Cubs. Sox.
1: Yeah, the was White it? Sox, yep, yep.
0: Yeah, and um, I think it was Bo Jackson. Um, but all those like that that big hitter era of mm-hmm. like just jack dudes probably doing all kinds of drugs but I remember like that and I always I, I always I loved being shortstop and I loved just hitting baseballs out of the park like just with power and technique it, it awesome. combined is like a, a great swing a home run swing because the bat feels great when it hits it it, it feels oh, yeah. great coming off and it's just like the, the it just there's something as stupid as it sounds, probably to people who have never hit a home run before, there's something very enlightening about hitting a baseball and having it go over like a fence. Like I yeah. think that's just as a kid, it's always kind of that thing where it's just like everybody. You at lost least, my goal. Yeah, dude, it's right. like that's it's a win, dude. It's a it's a it's a little win. So yep. I always fantasize about that, and then I actually almost ended up
1: if I was you never close had, like a pro. Uh, well, I was close to... I mean, like a pro baseball player that you really like looked up to or tried to be like or something? Oh, dude.
0: No, the only guy that I really re- enjoyed watching, and it was still kind of, sort of, before my time, but I, I really liked watching and I just liked his story and just how he carried himself and he played was uh, Barry Sanders. Um, oh, yeah. From Detroit. Like just how he, how he played, he actually inspired a lot of how I play paintball just because of, he was a smaller guy, but he was, he was, um, he was all, he was multi-directional. He could go anywhere, dude. He can go backwards. He can go fucking diagonal. Yeah. He would, he just found a clearing and took it. Yeah. And I feel like I, that's just kind of how I played football that's kind of how I played baseball that's kind of I related that to paintball and kind of took that kind of thing. I really I watched a lot of Barry Sanders um, oddly enough I
1: guess well hey he was a special I watched him a ton as a kid and I never was a Detroit fan but my grandpa was like from Detroit and all that and yeah we we, we loved watching Barry Sanders dude. He, he had some he was special he was a one- of a kind baller
0: and never won a super bowl, right? I don't think so. I don't think he never I don't think he ever won a super bowl and it's I I actually funny story too. I was on a flight from somewhere I was on a flight from Chicago to Detroit and Barry Sanders was on my flight. And oh, right. I I got to meet him and I I told him that he was a big inspiration for me and I shook his hand and I took a picture on my fucking Tiny little flip phone screen that I don't okay. have anymore and I, I could never like put on a computer and it's on some phone somewhere, probably in a gar <laughs> you know, wherever, of me and Barry Sanders at the Detroit That's airport.
1: Funny. That's great. Yeah, it so, was uh was he shorter than you or about the same height?
0: He was about the same height.
1: Okay. Actually he might
0: have been shorter because I think I'm I'm five ten on a good day, five eleven. Um
1: probably shorter a couple inches.
0: But I think he was like five I think he was like five nine. Like five okay. eight or five nine. I, I guess we could use the internet and Google it. But, um, yeah, dude, that was. I thought that was cool. And it kind of just. It like I said, it made that kind of full circle when I got to meet him on a small plane that had twenty people on it, and he was one yep. of them. Yep. Yeah. Did you did uh, is, was there anybody outside of football or anything that you uh, that you kind of watched too?
1: Uh, growing up, my dad always used to take us to uh, a lot of Reds games and all that. So. One guy, I always, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of players, Barry Lark and all that, but Pete Rose, I mean, growing up, but he's a little bit before my time. So somebody I used to be able to see, like in person, was, I think, probably the most. I just loved Eric Davis. Like you talk about, like hitting home runs, he'd stand up there and just kind of chew on his big thing of bubble gum, just, mm-hmm. you know, or chew, or his chew, whatever it was. And uh, he would connect with him a lot of times, man. They, you just knew when you heard it, when you saw it. it was he'd look, he'd just be like this, and just start kind of walking slow.
0: <laughs> oh, dude, I. It's I've so fun, to to man. Baseball. Yeah, it's baseball, so fun, dude. I uh. I you tried funny? What's you that?
1: Have you ever you know, go to You ever go the baseball cage or the hitting batting cages now? Mm-hmm. Since you don't play anymore.
0: Um, the last time I did was when I tried out for the Tigers. Oh, you did? That's it. Yeah yeah
1: that's really cool
0: yeah man it it was weird too because it was like five years after high school or something like that and i hadn't played ball at all and uh i heard about the try an open tryout and i just went to the cages i hit a few um and then i i just took some ground balls beforehand like from a friend he would just hit me ground balls and hit me ground balls like i did it for like two weeks straight before like when i found out and then until uh you know, until the tryouts, I passed everything. I got to the very last round, which was hitting, and I haven't hit off a machine that because obviously the machines are are slower um, than the one that they send or that they that they have there set up. They set up a machine. They had a bat that was like three inches longer and heavier than I've ever used, um, and then also the helmet that they gave me that they had available was like a large or an extra large or something. So it was kind of loose on my head. And then I had this, I, I had this 35 inch bat that was probably like just about the same amount of ounces. Like it was just like this huge timber stick. And I was like, I was like, man, I'm going to have a tough time. And I got, I even choked up a little bit on it and I got up there and I just, I couldn't connect. And they liked, they liked the swing because even after I, just fucking whiffed on them um they were even like take a couple more they I, I guess they like the swing but I was that probably if I would have connected with some it would have been different but that was the very last one before they they like let everybody go I didn't make the cut on that one but it was it was a cool it was like a full day
1: that's cool that's cool you did that you know it wasn't meant to be but you did it. you tried it out
0: yeah but just thinking about it man hitting hitting home runs for fun uh and getting paid for it would have been pretty sweet too <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah for sure yeah i think like think any sport that's worldwide should be on that level where you know you're up in that high ranking even semi-pro you should get paid travel and stuff and then pro should definitely um once it becomes a worldwide sport should be able to you know have that kind of funding at some point i think we're going to get there with all the sports it shouldn't be so biased you know to where yeah. if you're in a certain country one sport has all the money, you know.
0: mm mm-hmm. so. Yeah. So what's uh what's your goal or what's your uh ambition with paintball? I mean, do you are you trying to go pro or are you just trying to get really good on the on the local scene? I mean you're not a you're not a young buck anymore right. coming into the scene, um but what's your what's your personal kind of uh take on where you want to be with like paintball?
1: Anything I like to do I like to do everything in the fullest, so I do want to go pro. I like with anything. I want to make, if I have the ability, if I if I put in the work and the opportunity is there and the right people feel like I have what it takes to do something, like anything I've done before, I'm going to try it. And, and, you know, if I'm built for it, I'm going to make it. So same with this book. I'm worried that, you know, nobody's going to even understand it, you know, when I first kind of, how, how's it even going to happen? How's it going to fund it? All that stuff is all, it's all doubt. You know, you just have to kind of cancel that doubt out and then
0: and figure at it least out. You
1: try things. Like yeah. you said, you went and tried out for the Detroit Tigers. Like I, uh, my fiance's uh, um, uncle used to play for them, like semi-pro or pro. And like, it's like, Pretty cool man to like be on that level even to say you tried out for him and were that close you know
0: Mm-hmm. yeah man it's it's uh it's it's inspiring just all around you know and uh did you know level up was trying to pick up some guys
1: no i honestly it was it's been organic like a lot of things i i had a team that a few guys <clears throat> sorry we had met on um at the local paintball field Painball Country, and we had just been on the Facebook thing, and we're like, oh, let's make a team. And it was like Dayton Delinquents. We misspelled the name on purpose. (laughs) It was hilarious. It was just such a noob team. And, uh, you know, just corona was going on. I was just congratulating some friends of mine that are still on the team, and they reached out to me, like, hey, you want to play D5? I was like, sure. Like, I'll eat my humble pie and come play some D5. Like, come on, let's go. I'll, Mm -hmm. I'll go and do my best. And we won our first tournament. It was really... Special. It was very, it was very awesome. It felt right, you know.
0: Yeah. What do you think about the uh, the tournament scene, the the divisional tournament scene around uh, around like Ohio Southwest or Southern Ohio and kind of this middle area?
1: I like it. I've not been in it very long. I've only been in the MSXL, so I would say that I like I like the competition. Um, The prizes are decent, you know. Um, it's a legit samurai sword, decent amount of money. You get paint towards the next tournament in the series. I believe if you're the series winner, you get free entry to NXL. So it is linked up. They have a cool way of linking and making those regional tournaments part of the national. And I think if they can kind of link all that together, you know, there's not a whole lot of ability for regional players like me to travel to California and play in like the WCPPL or whatever that's called out there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's nice that we do have a good league and it's a very good competition. But there's definitely you know, and they're making they always send out. I think they they reached out to all the people that were registered players, you know, for changes that they want to make this season and ask you know, it was kind of survey. So yeah, they do that. I think that's important.
0: That's cool, man. That's that's cool that they're giving you know, people, the, uh, a voice of the, really the people who play what they want to see. I mean, obviously all the shit ideas are going to go one way, you know, and, and that's, but that's how you get, it's the same on decision-making in general, man, until you make the right decision, you have to go through the shitty ones. So, you know, that's, that's great. I always, I always thought the fans of the league should be able to create different field layouts and then have a, a council of, of players of the league or people of the league um, decide on those ten on which one is going to be played at this tournament. You know, and what still I mean? do
1: blind layouts, right?
0: And still, still, yeah, still do blind layouts. But they then to that this year.
1: But then everybody,
0: everybody can contribute. And how cool would it be? You know, obviously everybody's going to be able to vote on the ones that they like. So, and and if anything, you can have. 50 layout like do do it like this so so not the people the final 10 or 5 or whatever people decide on the final 10 fields um, decide on the 5 that are actually going to get played right um, so they pick those but to get down to that you can do a public vote on the top 100 and then the top 50 and then the top 25 and then the top 15 and then you know what I mean? And now you have that much more of a buildup too, of people interacting with the league or with paintball in general. You have that much more pe- that many more people to tune in for or oh, did my did my, uh, my did my layout get uh, get picked? Oh, dude, sweet. And then also on top of that, you can have prizes if your layout gets picked. So then that now incentivizes people to want to build fields.
1: And make it a donation thing too, so that yeah. the local tournaments have a way to bring more revenue. And somebody just donates, just make it a, a certain amount, like a three dollar donation. They put, it, they submit their vote, and then they're in the the, the raffle.
0: This could be like a third party app or third party thing that you could have fields uh, use. It could almost be, it could almost be like an APPA or a fucking. Uh, a regional tournament or it could be its own entity and those tournaments could use it and it could be used as a universal, like uh field, not field generator, but um, field vote. Thing. You call it,
1: yeah, you can call it like a competition maximizer and do it for all the leagues all over the country.
0: Yeah. And you can go in there and you can, you can, you can pick your region, pick your state, pick your city, pick your field and then you can you can either donate a layout or you can see the layouts that are, um, and then you can vote on the layouts and then just have them all okay. on a timer. Yeah, have them all on a timer and then you can have whoever runs it, they can be an administrator on that yeah. file or w- whatever on that piece and they could be the final say. Like the field owner could be, for instance, uh, field owner Pando um, and whoever else he wants could be the final say on the fields that are voted on for the MS. M S X L. And then now you can have it, but I don't have, I'm not, I don't have any computer science or I don't program or anything like that. So somebody can go All take right. an idea of, Whoa. Yeah. Hey, so, that's what you do. <laughs> yeah.
1: You just, you, you build a team when you have a great idea and you know, refine it, figure out what makes it a little, instead of like five votes, you know, maybe make it three votes or two votes. So that it's like, it goes from 20 to 10 to five shadow ones that are picked the night before and it's still a, a, still a blind layout, but like maybe, uh, you know, teams have like there, they know maybe of 10 or five that it could be, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. And it's all something that's, um, for building up funding for the league, better amenities, grandstands. That way people can, we have more people coming to see it. More families are coming to see their, their kids there. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the people that have put in can either get their prize, like, uh, you know, pay for shipping, get shipped to them or be at the event and, and get it there.
0: Yeah. And what you could do, too, is if you want to, you could be like to you can you can submit multiple layouts, but every layout after the first one is a dollar. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the so your first layout. uh, Like your first layouts free. But if you wanna if you wanna do another layout at that same location, you have to donate a dollar. And then you could just
1: And then yeah. So there's well, another that's not much nowadays, so I'm gonna have to make it like five dollar.
0: Yeah, I guess so, right? Fuck me. It's a bit it's a bitcoin to donate.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's that's crazy money. But yeah, like it needs to be it needs to be worthwhile, and then that way you can get good prizes. You can buy grandstands. You know, it's it's something that people are willing to donate. Like this book idea, I was thinking. I mean, unless and what's cool is the people who have a lot of money can donate a lot of money, but the people that are everyday people can donate one, three, five dollars. Probably more than one because they're gonna know that's not really much, mm-hmm. and it grows fast. It helps. It helps get infrastructure spread out helps other people be able to write into the book it's you know same with like an idea like that you know you get some of the right people thinking hey this is it Mm -hmm. let's make this make paintball better or make it more of a fan experience too because you know more people hear about this sport the more they're going to want to go play it and if they're not if there's not a field around it's going to have to grow on its own
0: yeah yeah exactly man and the more ideas we have about paintball and to grow paintball the better. I mean, you know, grow paintball is such a used very loosely. Uh meaning I feel like a lot of people say it but don't act on it. And right. I think I think the more we act on it uh the better. And you know, it's things like this and just not just grow paintball but grow you know, grow your your yourself, uh grow your own if you want to. <laughs>
1: Exactly. You definitely heard something today about investing in yourself. And it was uh Warren Buffett. It was a 100% return if you invest in yourself. You know, like we were saying, you could fail or whatever, but if you're investing in yourself, that's a 100% return. You're investing in yourself with no so, risk. Right. Yeah. You're putting energy in the right place, you know, and you're doing it for the right reasons because you want to be a better dad or a better paintball player or a better teammate or a better you know, uh, inventor or like, you know, just like if you're always just trying to figure out what your purpose is in life, then without kind of doing that self reflection and trying new things, um, and be willing to like invest, invest in yourself and invest in others, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like your own, your own siblings, your own friends, uh, when they say they're trying out like, you know, fire, uh, fireman school or something or, they're going to go, like, just new, learn a new trade, be a truck driver, or whatever. But just be like, dude, that's awesome. You know, try it out. Like, you're at the right age to just do that. Try it. You might make great money and have all this free time and be able to schedule off your time and play paintball as much as you want. You just never right. know.
0: Yeah, and just because it's not your dig um, doesn't mean that it might not be theirs.
1: Right, because we're all definitely so much different. That's, but world, all... that's why there's different flavors of ice cream.
0: Yeah, but
1: vanilla is still the best. <laughs> no, I don't know about that.
0: But, uh, yeah, see, man? It's like vanilla is great. It's a great base. It is. Vanilla is a great base.
1: Can't beat that chocolate chip, though.
0: <sighs> cookie dough, bro.
1: Cookie dough's pretty bomb. Bell- yeah, it's pretty bomb.
0: Chocolate chip cookie dough. Cookie Yo. <laughs> With, add a little peanut butter in there, too.
1: Oh, man. <clears throat> I like somebody has a home run uh, ice cream right there. Man. Hey, hey speaking of which, have you had the Cincinnati Reds edition home run uh United Dairy Farmers Ice Cream? It's it's something just like that. Cookie dough, it's got the peanut peanut butter and it's got the chocolate swirl. No, I haven't. Yeah, they do it in the summertime, right around red season. Right around now. Cincy Reds. Cincinnati Reds. It's called Grand Slam, I think, is the is the the name. Okay. And it's United Dairy Farmers Ice Cream. UDF.
0: Um a, I'm a, uh I wouldn't say an ice cream snob, but I just really enjoy ice cream. It's oh, my, I, it's my kryptonite, dude.
1: My woman would say uh, I can't have it in the house because as soon as I have it in the house, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone, bro.
0: It's like I'm going to go have a bowl of ice cream and she looks at me and she's like she knows that she means I'm going to take the cardboard cup that is in the fridge that is shaped like a bowl and I'm going to eat that entire thing. <laughs>
1: I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Somehow I, I realize, you know, if i want to play sports, I gotta like, I gotta keep a limit. I I gotta cut off at some point. Oh, get can't all the time and definitely can't kill the whole carton.
0: <laughs> it's so good. It's so good.
1: It's it's, it's yeah, it's, it's hard. It's oh, a hard man. life. Um
0: so how long does your snake sleep for?
1: They're like- eternal. So she'll she's just like most of the day, sometimes she'll be sleeping. Um uh, it's weird. If it's a nice, sunny, warm day and we have the doors open and we're going out in outside the patio and all that and our kids are playing outside, and mm-hmm. she wants to get out. She's, like, wide awake. But most times she's awake at night.
0: She goes outside?
1: Yeah, I'll take her out. Uh, put her out let her – because she doesn't, like – she's a uh, constrictor. She does not move real fast. Yeah, she's not her that her fast. She just slithers around.
0: That's sweet, dude. I oh, man, I miss... I miss snakes. I think a snake would be – I think a snake – Especially a constrictor would be so sweet for like uh a kid, like a kid's pet.
1: I oh yeah, don't... my daughter loves it. She'll sit there and watch T V, snakes around her neck, over an hour. Easy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: She's bold. She's it's like but a lot of people, it's like anything we're talking about, with a the fear, they their teeth are so short, even when I was young and I messed around with her, I was making her like I was I learning, you know, what her tolerances were and made her mad one time, she bit me. She was probably learning time. yours. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just like a couple of dots of blood. And I have to explain to my kids, she's not poisonous. There's no big teeth. And you know, and you don't touch it by the head and it's fine. And no problems.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. It's just, you respect the animal and, you know, she'll respect you back. How often does she eat? Like every every week?
1: Yeah, about every week. Three mice a week. Three mice like yep. a
0: live baby mice or live, or yeah.
1: yeah i never did frozen so i've always just i kept it natural just throw, throw a mouse in there and then it got up to like a couple mice three mice then i got to like medium rats and then she just at one point just didn't want rats anymore i went back to mice and i just have to give her enough so it's like three every time wintertime she usually kind of gets a little bit docile so she'll like Sometimes she just won't eat. She's not in the mood because it's so cold outside. Mm-hmm. But I keep her cage warm and everything. She just knows it's that time of year, so she just kind of slows down a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I might go once every two weeks or something in the winter time. Yeah, I think I
0: think live is so key on uh, on animals like that, like predators, just yeah. because it's like, dude, they have to. You have to feed that instinct too. Yeah. Right,
1: where it's have, having to, to track it and hit it in the right amount of time and wrap it, yeah, and catch it.
0: Let it let it do its thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure she appreciates it. She's uh, She's been with me forever. I took her to college. Uh, yeah, she's cool. She's definitely – the one time I did not respect my grandmother, she said that she had a fear of snakes. It was like I was like 17 or 18, came downstairs with it around my neck because all my cousins wanted me to bring it out. And that's just like the, she was here the other day for my party for uh, my daughter's party. And, yep. Um, and everybody asked me again, bring the snake. I was like, no. My grandma, when I was 18, I brought the snake down and she panicked. And, like, I realized how much she feared snakes. And yeah. I just, you know, I didn't respect that and uh, found out, you know. And she about she about lost it, man.
0: Yeah. It's it's, it's so funny these people because a lot of people think they're, like, slimy and wet and everything. It's like, no. It's not actually, they're just so smooth, and they're just so smoothest like,
1: thing ever. Like yeah, like um, it's like
0: it's almost like a leather. It's yeah, it's, I was
1: about to say that. Yeah, it's like a it, cross between like the smoothest woman's skin and some leather, like the cross between those two things.
0: Mhm. It's like some very uh like soft leather. That it's yeah. It's a weird. It's a weird description, but is she? I love it, man. Yeah. Is she um like? is she just sitting prone, like kind of like awake or is she kind of around
1: this sports seat right here or whatever this, this racing freaking office chair. Yeah. But she's through the hole. So if I want to get her out, I got to like force her. And she just, she must just be feeling me and just like listening.
0: Yeah. Does she usually not like chill for that long? Does she usually kind of want to go somewhere
1: else? She was that when I was testing her out earlier before we got on this, I was she was going everywhere. So I put her back in the cage and then I was like, you know, my plan, because so I want her to be, you know, in the show or whatever you want to call it. She's been with me since I was 15, so I thought, yeah, I'll try it again. And she just found a place, and now she's locked up. So it'll it'll be – uh, she's – like I said, if it's if you are walking around with her or you're outside, she's wanting to go everywhere. But if you're chilling on the couch watching the movie, she'll chill with you.
0: Yeah. It's, it's crazy, too, because their bodies are one big muscle that they have to be – even in resting position – they have to be, like, constricting some part of their body to be able to, like, they can't be, comp- like, if they're in a tree or something like that, mm-hmm. yeah. they have to be hanging on in some way or another. They're,
1: like, they're mostly, they're, like, one long spine, and all their organs are, are long-wise, and they are, like, all one muscle. But, yeah, I bet, like I bet the mass of them, like, if they're wrapped around a branch, because they like to ball up around the branches. Mm-hmm. I bet you, if they wrap just right, they probably don't have to put too much energy in when she's like just laying there sleeping in a in a oh, yeah, yeah. she's just usually in that position when she's sleeping
0: oh yeah because you see like the 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 vine vipers and everything they're just kind of drooped over a this even the smallest branches right it's crazy how well how good of climbers they are too
1: this one up glass up like the wall until her body gets too heavy and she comes back it's great <laughs> that's crazy.
0: Um, well, Hey man, if, um, is there anything else you want to add to the, uh, to the world book part or, uh, is there anything else you want to bring up?
1: Uh, I just want to say I love lockdown paintball. The world's book itself is just beginning. And I started an Instagram, which is at the world's book purple. So that is going to be where I'm going to upload a link to this interview, probably uh, this podcast, any, the art is gonna go there. The art that my mother is gonna do with me. So my mom's gonna help me create the book cover, which is gonna become a book that is NFT. It's gonna be NFT that opens. So that's all. I'm just gonna be reaching out and looking for volunteers that want to be part of the project. And that's gonna be probably the best way for now to get a hold of me and and be part of this project is what I'd like to say for sure.
0: Awesome. And how do uh, how would somebody go about doing that? Where can reach to reach you?
1: Instagram, uh, at the world's book purple. You can do my just regular email. If you just want to email me, um, the car castle, the car castle at gmail.com. Um, I just want to collaborate. I'm all about making this a full charity. I'm all about doing it legitimate. Um, I'm just going to take it the right step at a time. I think the very first thing is, is to reach out and find some people that want to, you know, be part of building this website. The website's not going to be that complex, but I've talked to Dave Pando, and I'm willing to put up at least at least a couple hundred dollars of my money towards that project and that website myself. And I'd like other people to join in. And it's probably taking another ten or dozen dozen people, and we'll get the website started. We'll upload my part, and as soon as people, as soon as the website's going, people can before I mean yes, yeah, as soon as the website's going, we're going to have people submitting their books.
0: That's awesome. And is oh, it no. going to be at theworldsbook.com
1: Theworldsbook.org The, the Because I believe you have to use that for charities. Okay. Or that's the one that's usually used for charities.
0: Why did I say at like as a tag? It's not fucking. Right, tag. right.
1: But no, the Instagram is at the world's book purple, purple. Yeah. And then the web, just because the, somebody else is the world's book already. So, it's that's all right. good. But yeah, the, the website, I think, uh, the Dot org. Yeah, yeah. Sweet, and I've already man. looked. It's, it's available, so I'm gonna have by the time this is aired. Uh, Dave Panda is gonna lock in the website. He's gonna be starting on the website for me, and uh, we'll get some uh, get some balls rolling.
0: Absolutely, man. I'm I'm very, I'm I'm super humbled that you wanted to come on here and and chat about it, and I'm glad that I can help. And do c- continue uh, continue doing what you're doing as far as the positivity goes, as far as the World Book goes. I think it's an amazing idea. Uh, I think it's gonna help a lot of people. Um, continue on just doing great things with the uh, with the paintball team, with helping younger generations come up and everything, and just being involved in the Ohio divisional side, and just playing paintball in general and uh, keeping uh, keeping everything going. And all you guys out there that are playing in Southern Ohio and everywhere around there, dude, in Ohio, everywhere around wherever you are, continue to play paintball, man. And it's just
1: yes, for each other.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to come down and play some more like tournament style ball and uh to get on that field again dude because honestly it was literally like i spent hardly any time in between points on that mechanical practice f- with the other 10-man guys because every time we stopped playing the 10-man points i would walk over and try and jump on a squad on that side <laughs> and then play mechanical on the speedball field and then just go p- continually playing paintball as That's much as awesome. possible
1: yeah i'll make sure i'll make sure i have my emac next time so uh yeah, Sunday's the grind day up there, man. Saturdays too, but Sunday there's so many people. We'll uh, we'll grind out with some tournament stuff and then hit that airball field or hit the hyperball field too.
0: Oh yeah, and I'm gonna look and see what my ranking is, and I'm gonna see maybe I'll find a team for that tournament. Maybe I'll maybe able will play a little tournament coming up. Who knows? Anything can happen, man.
1: I know people want you, man. I know that uh, when you have the time for it, and yep. you know you're ready right to groove, man. This is I saw you out there. It's like. I was like, man, it was it was cool. It was cool to be it's always it's always an honor for me to be playing with those other pros cuz I learn every point. I learn just watching them on the sideline. It's just it's really special to be, you know, pushing yourself to that top level. It's just awesome.
0: Yeah, ask questions. Everybody, ask questions.
1: Yes. In, inform get yourself.
0: Yeah, get answers, educate right? yourself and uh, live life. Holy Awesome, Zach. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it, and uh, yeah, and we'll we'll talk to you soon.
1: Sounds great, Carl.
0: Later, bud. Peace. See you. Best of luck, Zach. Thank you, man. Thank you for coming on here and uh, and letting letting everybody know about uh, about what you're about to put out and, um, you know, I think it's going to help a lot of people. I think it's really going to unite a lot of people and bring people together. Uh, the, the better ideas like this, man, I think, you know, the, the better and it's positive. It's uplifting. Uh, I think a lot of people can benefit for just expressing themselves in general. I think it's going to be great. Um, best of luck, my friend. Uh, a big thank you goes to our sponsors, uh, Halo, sports drink. That's halosport.com. Again, super refreshing, amazing product. And you can find everything at halosport.com and use the promo code TPOP and you'll get 10% off your entire order. So check it out. They have bottles, they have cans, they have the -the on-the-go packets now, which are super convenient. Uh, Check them out and, uh, and give them a try. Also by Charm City, the paintball head game guru mike thompson is bringing some amazing headgear at you make sure you check them out and uh and give him a little poke a little shout out a little friend quest a little like button and um and yeah let me know what you think also to melavio uh, an amazing cbd company who has equally amazing product and that has been super beneficial to my everyday life along with my athletic endeavors so I have to definitely give a shout out to uh, to Melavio for supporting the podcast for as long as they have, and just for the overall, uh, just their overall mindset and uh, and business in general. They they do great things for their community along with the paintball community. It's it's great, and I'm so fortunate to be uh, to be teamed up with them. So. Uh, Also, guys, if you're looking for a little discount on your order from LLVO, you can uh, type in capital T-P-O-P and you'll get 15% off. So, check them out. M-E-L-L-O-V-E-O dot com. Again, thank you to all the patrons out there and everybody supporting the podcast and listening. Thank you so much. It's uh, time and time again, I will be thanking everybody for listening. It's it's great. And I'm super fortunate to be able to do this. And... um, and yeah, let's keep them rolling. Uh, please everybody do not text and drive. Keep your eyes on the road and, uh, play more paintball. That's it. Play mo paintball. We'll see you guys here soon on the playing on podcast. Peace.